This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 193. My name is Nick Howell. And if Seth Rollins is the Monday Night Messiah, then I am the Tuesday Night Tutelary, your pontiff of podcasts, your friar of desire. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Nick, we are on the go-home week for the Royal Rumble. It's Wait, already what? time. My it's God. already time. We've only got one more show. We've got SmackDown, and then it's Royal Rumble this Sunday. Oh, my goodness. And oh, we all y'all that were home. laughing at me about like three weeks ago when I was saying back in November that the Royal Rumble was in like th- three weeks. Three weeks ago back it's in November. Here. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it spells destruction for you. Uh, oh. we're, we're almost Royal Rumble time. It was the go-home Raw for Royal Rumble this was Monday. It? it was a go-home Raw. Did it feel like a go-home Raw to you? Not one bit. So, sometimes it did. <laughs> sometimes it did to me. Sometimes it did to me. But other times, some very interesting decision-making by the booking staff at uh, WWE. But, Nick, before we talk about that, we do need to do some housekeeping and get everyone prepared for the Rumble this weekend because the patrons' pickums are coming back, Nick. Yes. And the, the promos are starting. The people are ready. The champ is, the champ is holding tightly onto his belt that may not be his own after oh, this man. weekend. We just oh, got the first promo that hit the Facebook group. But to see that... From Abraham yes. Castillo, bathed in the red light. You're going to have you to You don't our- have to put on the red light. <laughs> Roxanne! Uh, I'll Castillo. never do that again. No, don't do that again. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you're going to have to join us in on Facebook. Just search for Busted Wide Open on Facebook. Like our page and send us a join request to get into the group where you can see not only that promo from Abraham, but I'm assuming there's going to be a lot more throughout the week <laughs> from more, the yes. other phenomenal ones throwing down their gauntlets and challenging for... Current champion Brian Average's Patrons Pick'em Challenge. Uh, championship, I should say. Yes. For the Royal Rumble happening this weekend. So lots of stuff will be going on as we lead up to the events that will unfold this weekend. But to do it's that, you got to be, be, 
bloodbath. It's going to be yeah, a bloodbath. This is a very unpredictable rumble. I got to <laughs> yeah. see it right now. Uh, so. but to do that, you got to be in the group. And at the top of the group, you'll find a link to our Discord server where you want to get into that for the live chat that's going to be going down this weekend, all throughout the shows, through the rest of the week, and a dedicated channel for Royal Rumble uh, this Sunday. Mm. Uh, you can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast, streaming live right here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, youtube.com slash open. We're on that race to 1,000 subscribers. If you guys are out there at content creators, you know what a grind that is. Help us get there. Pound that subscribe button. Like all our videos that you enjoy. And uh, make sure you hit that little notification bell so you get notified anytime we go live or put up new content. Uh, and last but certainly not least, a big shout-out to all of our patrons that are going to be putting it all on the line this weekend mm. in the patron, patrons pick em child can't talk tonight. Put to put to uh, thank you very much and shout out to all of you for your contributions every single month. Uh, if you guys would like to get in on some of those exclusive benefits, you can head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for just that $5 tier. That's all you need to get all kinds of good stuff. It is the value tier where you get access to the show notes for every episode, the ability to ask listener questions every single week throughout the month for our patron mailbag series that we do on Saturdays after our main show. And and you get the ability to participate in the Patrons Pick'em Challenge that we do forever for all of the big four pay-per-views throughout the year. Still talking about expanding that for more into the future, so stay oh. tuned. Uh, but yes, Royal Rumble's happening this weekend. I have to say, it feels like Survivor Series happened two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what happened. Christmas and New Year's were in there somewhere. Yeah. But holy crap, two months have gone by. And we have to get into the Royal Rumble mode and be ready to do that kind of stuff, especially oh, Nick. come Nick. Saturday by the time we have to do our picks. And I am nowhere. I am not prepared. <laughs> no, time is a relentless, unforgiving bitch, and we are we are her 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 little toys. But yes. Nick, here we are, ready to go home to Royal Rumble, ready to have the patrons pickums come back around for all of our wonderful patrons who we'd like to thank incredibly, stridently for helping us out with this show. Nick, there is. There's a lot to discuss today, um, and I think we should get right on into it. Do we have anything, yes. any other housekeeping, or nope, are we good to it. go? Good to well, go. By God, sir, then let us, let's drop our trousers and head on over and discuss Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'd be scared to drop my trousers in front of Monday Night Raw right now. Yeah, oh. it's, it's coming strong, man. It's, it's, it's scary right now. Listen, this was... You know, it's we, three we, hours of meat. A moment at, at the top here just to say we've said over the last couple of weeks that we've seen an improvement. And that's not a lie. It has improved. But there was a thread that was going on in the group today that was really, really yeah. good about is it just because our expectations have been lowered? And, right. and I look at this raw on that scale and what a roller coaster ride of emotions of up and down <laughs> that it was throughout the entire show. What a discombobulated mess oh. that it felt like. Things were out of order and in the wrong place and not where they should have really been booked. What? And Oh, God. Listen, we'll get into that as we go through them. All right. But I again, I was on that roller coaster ride of oh my god, ladder match. Oh god, this really? Oh my god. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh god, this again, really? Oh. It, it's throughout the entire 3-hour show that is exactly how I felt. I just wanted to get that out there up front. I'm still kind of riding a little bit high on raw because it do feel like it's improving, 
but that might have a lot to do with getting into WrestleMania season as well. How about yourself? What do you think well, about and this? That's, it's funny because you're speaking of the, the thread that was in the Facebook discussion group. Uh, I actually, I responded to it. One of the things I said was, you know, we, Nick, we've been watching it so consistently over the last however long that now at, at this least point. eight years straight for me. Right. And if, uh, if it's, yeah. if it's like at least if we're sitting there at least it's watchable we're like oh thank god and like there's been some raws and some smackdowns that have been so bad it's a relief instead of so, an excitement <laughs> right so yeah. could it be a lot better of course it could sure but for all things being considered it's been pretty good but also it's completely subjective uh just like the lana and lashley stuff there are some people who love it it's their bread and butter and you know what all right if that's if it's if it's hitting home for them cool uh, all right, i'm happy for them i'm jealous <laughs> i wish i could get behind it the way that they could but in the same way there's stuff on these shows that like that are working for me could it be better yeah some of the stuff some of it i some of it i think is is awesome but then there's some of it that's just it's terrible but it's different for every person yeah. there are some people for whom this is just a whole thing is just absolutely unwatchable and predictable and and terrible and i also understand their position there's a part of me that wants to say, uh, you know what, until they get you know, X amount better or closer to what I want to see that I, I really don't want to. And it's kind of like you last fall where you were like, I, I'm ready to tune out. This is just killing me. It happens. That being said, I actually overall enjoyed this Raw. I, I think there was a couple of things that were head scratching. Uh, but overall, I, I can make sense of it. And I think, Nick, let's start off with the, the main storyline of the show which was, of course, Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah himself, and his new posse of dudes, AOP, and now Buddy Murphy, coming out at the top of the show and saying, hey, thanks to everybody. With the, like, You guys are the reason this Monday Night Messiah thing has happened. You're believing in me. And now, look, people like Buddy Murphy are coming to my side, says Seth Rollins. Uh, gets interrupted by Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, who say, you're a dick. We don't like you, yeah. so let's fight. And Seth's saying, ah, not now, not now. Uh, Joe and Kevin say, no, 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 now. And Seth says, all right, cool, we outnumber you. And they go, mm, no, you don't, actually, because the Viking Raider war machine is on our side, too. And the war machine, Viking Raider, whatever, experience, experience. come out and stand with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. So right there, four on four, that's a, I mean, that's a really awesome sight. Right so there. time Samoa out right Joe. there. I got yeah, really excited all of a sudden because... <gasps> War right. Machine versus AOP? What? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. yes. So you're looking at the possibilities here and saying, what a amazing gaggle of talent we have yeah. all in this pseudo main event, like top of the card action here. Like, I'm sorry. I will argue that that's, that's a bunch of good players yep. lined up there. It's, it's a main roster undisputed era. If you look at the way that it's constructed, Let's it's a tag get, team, it's a mid-carder, and it's a top, you know. I, that's what I I was going to go into that later, but I just want to get that out now. It feels like they might be trying to recreate that on the main roster, that sort of level of dominance with the Seth Rollins group. So uh, that's kind of the sure. way I'm looking at this. Maybe, so. but uh, regardless, like that's that's kind of the nature of factions is that they do sure. tend to resemble each other. But whatever, it's neither here nor there. It's a lot of good talent positioned against each other. There's a brawl. Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders clear the ring. Stand tall. The crowd is hype. And then backstage after this, Seth Rollins is is fired up, and he says, you know what? No. After this, what we're going to do to get back at them is challenge for the tag team titles, for Viking Raiders tag team titles. So immediately, Nick, I know you're sitting there going, awesome. 
AOP versus Viking Raiders tag team Haas match. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. It pulls a <laughs> But no, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. What? Versus Viking Raiders for the tag team championship. So later in the show, we have the match. Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe uh, take AOP out of ringside. So it's just straight up Viking Raiders versus Rollins and Murphy. And I will be damned if they don't isolate uh, whatever they're calling him now. Uh, Eric. It's Eric, yeah. Okay. Uh, isolate him. Throw Ivar off the top of turnbuckle. He goes out the outside. Eats a knee from Buddy Murphy. An unseen stomp from Seth. Ref has his back turned. And Buddy Murphy rolls up Eric for the one, two, three. Seth and Buddy are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Now, Nick... I got. I have a sense that you have some feelings about this. We haven't discussed this off air. You're gonna. I'm gonna hear your. I'll, I. I. I got a feeling that you're not. How should I put this? Ecstatic about this turn of events. But I'm just gonna turn this over to you right now, Nick. What do you feel about Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy becoming the new Raw Tag Team Champions over the Viking Raiders in a fairly clean win? What boneheaded, idiotic <laughs> moron booked this this way? You you had it on a silver platter. You had it handed like it's right. It's AOP versus War Machine. You you had it handed to, you. and you're gonna go this way. Like it just none of. Listen, I want to be real clear about this so I don't get <laughs> all the hate thrown at me. The match between Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins and uh. Viking, Viking War Machine Raiders experience was fantastic. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Great match. Great match. The four of them put on they're they're gonna put on a hell of a match. That crowd was out of their seats. They were they were going nuts. That said, yes. we do a wrestling show. Oh, Jesus. Why would you not serve AOP up to the Viking Raiders and have them go over to establish what dominant big boys those guys are and start a program there now you've got a program for AOP what the hell is AOP gonna do now they're like, gonna be the thugs some more uh, you just completely invalidated them all over again almost in a worse way than they were prior to joining up with Seth Rollins do you like, feel this is this is because of your love of AOP that you feel this way or is this like are you looking at this just from a calculating booking standpoint, it makes no sense to have your tag team not face for the tag team titles. Or it's, is it's this kind because... of it's kind of a hodgepodge of all of that? So put my markery for AOP aside. I okay, say so our markery. Not, we love it's AOP. not enti- it's not entirely more wrestling here. No, uh, put that aside. It's a little it's a little bit of that, but it's also a little bit of the thrown together teams. Uh, it's a little bit of the way that the faction is structured. It makes no sense not to, to, to like go completely against logic and have the two guys that aren't the tag long-time established tag team, monsters at that, be the tag team. And, and look, am I excited as hell that Buddy Murphy's coming out to open the show and that he's now got a strap around him standing next to Seth Rollins? Damn right I'm excited about that. A real I strap, not, not that like cruiserweight toy-looking thing. Right. Right. So that's where I'm hung up. I, I and it's this weird conundrum of just being torn between two things that I, that I find myself in. Emotion. I'm emotionally distressed I because <laughs> I want the best for Buddy and I love Seth and I love AOP and I love Viking Raiders and I love Kevin and Samoa Joe. Just like 
this is not the way I would have done it kind of stuff. Right? Hashtag my wrestling. Hashtag yeah. my wrestling. wrestling but it, it's, beyond, what I want. it's more than that because ask anybody, guarantee you they would say they would have put AOP up against Viking Raiders. I just This just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Skeptically optimistic that they got a plan, but it just feels like another Vince hot shot. It's really what it feels like. Here's okay. So let me let me now step Your turn. in. Yes, the voice of reason. Right. Uh, and explain to you why this is a good idea. Oh. All right. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Here's the major issue. There's a ceiling right now on Monday Night Raw that they have constructed for themselves with the title pictures. If they want to have some sort of gold on Seth and his crew. They're going to want to strap Seth and not his goons. They want to make Seth still the important person. They're also, they also need to, in some ways, rehab Buddy Murphy from losing multiple times to Aleister Black. So they need to rehab Buddy Murphy. Um, by having Seth and Buddy have the titles, now the ostensible leaders or brains of the group have gold on them. Seth can come out, he's got gold, and it shows that he is now the authority in this little faction. There's no other gold they could have done right now, given the long-term program they're working with Andrade and Ray and Humberto and everybody else with the U.S. title, unless they hot-shotted the U.S. title out of there, and then that feud goes to the dogs and becomes much less important. Put it on race and buddy after him. I, you or, know. or you maybe, maybe you shouldn't have tied up your main title on Brock Lesnar. Remember back, remember back when we said that theoretically Ray could win the title off of Brock back at Survivor Series and hold yeah. the title to Royal, Royal Rumble and then drop it to Brock. Yeah, that was all you and you were last in the... Anyway. You, you're right, but but look at what they could have done. If Ray had the, your the top title right now and he's facing Andrade for it and Brock is sitting here instead of promoting saying, you know, I'm going to win the Rumble, he's saying I'm going to come back and, you know, win the title at Rumble. I'm going to beat Ray for it at Rumble. Or, how much, or how much cooler would it have been for Brock to be doing what he's doing right now without the title on him? Having Paul come out and say, I'm, I'm going to enter at number one, and I'm going to run the course, and I'm going to go get it back at WrestleMania. That or would have had yeah, me. Or, 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 he, yeah, or do that and say, if I do it, I'm not going to challenge for it at WrestleMania. I want it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And screw, and screw WrestleMania because it's Brock. I'm going to be in the main event anyway because I'll have the title then. So I don't need to wait till WrestleMania to get it. I'm going to win the Rumble and challenge for it at Royal Rumble. I'm I'm going off on Ian booking here, but the bottom line is is that if you'd kept the title on Ray, Ray and Andrade could have just had a match for the WWE Championship, a ladder match of the quality that we had on the show, which would have been amazing. Brock could have been there without the title, looking mean and making us wonder about his chances at Royal Rumble, and we'd actually be wondering about it a lot more as opposed to being like, eh, he's the champion, what's the point? And you'd have a title for Seth to be working with here, where you could then have the tag team titles go to AOP. Yep. So there are there other ways around it? Yes. Not in the way they've booked themselves into right now. Given the state of where they're at right now with the title picture, these were the titles that made sense to put on Seth Rollins and, by extension, Buddy Murphy. So given that, I had no problem with this. The only issue I had, really, was where do Viking Raiders go after this? Do they stay involved in this, or do they become the new Ascension and kind of go off to the side and we never see them again? We're so Gallows that's really- and Anderson right now. Sure. Gallup, well, they're, yeah, they're busy being the best tag team in the world. Uh, and so this is, I guess, my only, the only thing that I, only problem I have with this is what's the fallout from this? The actual action of putting it on Seth and Buddy. All right, fine. I, it's not, I don't think it's the best idea in the world, but it's not the worst idea. I get it. I get why they did it. And it does make sense to me. Um, and as you said, it was a great match, too. 
it's other. It's also a little weird, just kind of as, a, as an aside, what a plug-in partner Seth Rollins is. He's been a tag champ multiple times, and he's had five different partners. I think only two people in the WWE have had more partners than him. Kane? In tag teams. Kane has had seven different partners, and Edge had six, I believe. So Seth now had five. Wow. Seth's had Braun Strowman, Jason Jordan, and of course Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, and now Buddy Murphy. So Andy so. just made a good point in the chat. Now it's he read my mind. I was going to ask about Freebird rules. Uh, if they are I, an established group, can AOP swap in like we've seen the New Day do several times? You know, is is that I, a possibility? It's the WWE man. They make their own rules. <laughs> of course they can. Of course they totally could. They could totally be like, oh, AOP's part of the Messiah faction here. They're going to defend him tonight. Sure, they totally could. Yeah, but they want to have Seth coming out with gold around his shoulder, and this was. The way they've booked it till right now, the only way they could do that. Now, if they they need, they need like, Roman Reigns to go win the championship instead of Seth this time. <clears throat> maybe if they'd planned ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and not just done things kind of like by the seat of their pants. Exactly. They could have maybe had this, you know, we don't have to worry about whatever. At the end <sighs> of the day, that's why you got this. So, yeah. And the other, at the end of the day, from where I'm sitting, I think Seth's faction needed some gold. To really like just to drive home that they're here, they're here to stay, and it makes it feel like Joe and Kevin are fighting upwards a little bit more now, and it, it makes it makes the whole thing have a little bit more importance. It's one of those times. Would where that have been are any the belts, different had AOP had those titles? A, a bit, yeah, because then Seth's not a champ, but he's always ringside. I don't think. See, that's where I think uh, that's where the line is for me. I don't see, think Seth needs to be the champ as long as his group. Has gold. He's always ringside, supporting, interfering, whatever. You know, he's always there, invisible, and present. And undisputed, undisputed era would not have the weight that they had if Adam Cole was the only guy without a title. It's like, why is he not special? Okay, you know? but let's put the tag titles on. Let's have undisputed come era come out, and let's have Adam Cole and Roderick Strong win well, the remember, tag championships rem- but instead of when- Red Dragon. But remember when the, you know the the only titles they had was the tag titles. It felt lopsided, a little bit. And I think that's I think that's the the, the mentality here is. All right. Uh, you know, Seth and Seth and Buddy need to feel like they are the strongest elements of this group, specifically Seth. So from that sense, I get why. Again, I get why they did it. Am I? Do I think it's the best option? Eh. Hell I, no. I could I, 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 arguable, but. I think that I, I understand at the end of the day why it was done, and I'm not mad at it. You had a tag team division that was just starting to bud. Like the little first little petal of the bud was starting to flower, starting to go out, and you just took it out back behind the barn and put a bullet in its head. Oh, my God. Seriously. So like this was, this was kind of the – for me, you guys know how much I love tag team wrestling and legit tag teams. I – this this was kind of one of those sort of last straws for me. Like I I wanted to give it a chance, and had they just had they given AOP the rub here, it would have made a big difference. I don't think it would have been detrimental to Seth in any way. I don't think it would have made it feel lopsided in any way. It would have put AOP over the way we've been waiting for two effing years for them to get done. And it's a sure. We, we've got three months till Mania. In that time, you have plenty of time to set up a match or put belts on both Buddy Murphy and, and or Seth Rollins, and we'll, it'll be fine when we get to Mania. If that's I think even their plan. now plans. you've invalidated AOP. 
Now you're going to have Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens in tag team action at the top of the tag team division. Great. Roll, rolling possibly all the way to Mania. So, wow, that because that's awesome. That's where the chips are going to fall based on the, ta- the, the title picture, the way, I'm, the, the way that it looks right now. So, <sighs> okay. Sorry, Nick, buddy. Just, just letting you know. Hope, hope your uh, booking session's going along well there. It is. Your, fa- your fantasy booking it's bonus. It's nothing episode. like this shit. That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, we'd like to hear about it at some point, man. Well, they you would. Will. I, I, I don't you're, know. Oh, you're, you're, get the whiskey in my ready, house, son. Shit, <laughs> so we mentioned that Andrade and Rey Mysterio had a baller match. We did not lie. There was a ladder match for the U.S. title. Should have been for the WWE title. But that's not. That's beside the point. There was a ladder match, and they tried to kill each other, Nick. They did several they times. They goddamn tried to kill each other. This match was, they went way harder than they should have, not on a pay-per-view. Like, good God. The number I, of just absolutely brutal spots. And the, the Jesus. This was the, the match that it. started Raw. I want to, I wanna, like all the scuffle that we had for the first half hour of Raw between uh, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and the whatever, the Messiahs and his disciples, whatever we're going to call those guys now. Um that was the first half hour, and then this was the this was the opening match. And the, like they and the gave half. this away on TV. I can't believe they how, did that. I, I'm surprised too. But look at how the show was structured, where you have you know the opening of the show, end of the first hour is this massive U.S. title ladder match. Second hour goes along. End of the second hour was Seth and Buddy win the tag team titles, and then third hour, well, we'll get to what the main event was, yeah. but. It's it's very intriguing how they're structuring their show now, where they've all like, they're front loading everything. <laughs> we've said this for a couple of years, yeah. where the third hour has almost like the main event isn't really the main event, and it hasn't been for a while. They've kind of made the third hour a bit of like, let's mess around with stuff in the third hour. Yeah, um, let's put our YouTube content on the third hour. <laughs> <laughs> so so this ladder match, Nick, they tried for one spot where. I if Ray doesn't have a concussion, I'm shocked. The DDT um, spot you're talking about? Well, the DDT spot to end the match. We'll get to that. All right. The spot kind of right before that. Um, the sunset flip attempt. No, the, so, no? Well, the sunset flip attempt was pretty ruthless. I'm talking about uh, the attempted Hurricane Rana. Ray has gotten up the ladder. He's grabbed onto the uh, the bar holding the belt. And Andrade has moved the ladder out from underneath him. So Ray's just hanging there above the ring, swinging from this thing. Andrade's grabbing for his feet and trying to stabilize him so that they can pull this move off. Stabilizes him enough that Ray drops down and attempts a Hurricane Rana or some sort of Rana on Andrade. And does not quite go how they plan. And looked more like a, a the most evil power bomb you've ever seen yeah and ray's head just goes smack into the mat and andrade does his best to flip himself over and uh, uh ray sold that he was loopy for the next like two minutes i don't know if that was selling he was yeah. probably on cloud nine that'll daze you Woof. <laughs> that looked i mean i watched it back again and his head just went off that mat um so just gnarly spot but yes you mentioned the ddt to finish the match, to have that there was the the horizontal ladder propped up between the turnbuckle and the center ladder that was up in the middle, and Andrade gives a hammerlock DDT to Rey Mysterio onto that elevated ladder, and that was Nick of any bump I saw this since since the last show we did. That was the one that had me jumping out of my seat and going, "Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, God! Oh, Ray, God, he's killed him. Ray falling on his head. So, listen, that would that's what it all got let, led up to. We had a somewhat botched sunset flip where Ray fell on his head onto the ladder, and then Andrade <laughs> kind of fell over into a power bomb and didn't really break the ladder. We had Ray dangling from the from the hook, yeah, and falling, and had a botched Rana that didn't really land where Ray fell on his head, and then Zelina Vega scales the ladder, sits on top of it, and is bam, 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 jaw jacking at Ray. Let's yeah. Andrade sneak up, puts him in the hammerlock, and hammerlock DDTs him. Down onto his head. <laughs> if that guy doesn't have a concussion today, yeah. holy smokes, Ray! You and a, a Kota Ibushi need to hang out and like go to neck therapy. Oh, they shit, don't. Dude. They don't. Don't let the two of them in the same room together. Good God, man! Um, I, I. So there are a couple things about this. One, lots of dangerous spots, um, and yet it was still a killer match. Even though some of them didn't go exactly the way I think they meant to, still an amazing match. Crowd on their feet. Uh, just both these guys out there killing each other for this match and and really shows that Ray is willing to go to any lengths to get Andrade over because that's what this was. Yeah. Ray is trying to get Andrade over and by extension, Humberto Carrillo, who returned after the match in a Ray Mysterio match to save Ray from getting hammerlock DDT onto the concrete outside the ring when Andrade tried to kill Ray after the match. So now Carrillo and Andrade have a match on Sunday for the Royal Rumble. Um, and you know what, if this was all just, uh, Ray putting his body in the line to get, uh, Andrade over with the crowd, or at least have them appreciate who he was and Carrillo then to come back as like the savior of Ray Mysterio, basically like Ray's better looking, more skilled son. Well, it's uh, all to, to put, it's all to put Andrade over more by d doing what he did to Ray, which is going to, the, the ultimate guy that's going to get the rub is Umberto. Once he takes well, out Andrade for the title on Sunday, you're going to have it, a heel and a face established. Yes, right, big time. A new, new heel, new face. Both Latino, uh, both capable of putting on incredible matches. That's that's why Ray is here right now. Yep, is to, is to to make that happen, and that's why he is just killing himself for these guys. In hindsight, so, 2020, looking backwards, when you had called Ray to take it off of Brock. I look back on that and go, man, that would have been really cool if we were right here and that was for the world championship. There's no way in hell they would have given that away on TV. But having that ultimately lead up to the match at the Royal Rumble would have been absolutely massive. And yeah. then the winner of the Royal Rumble ends up going after whoever wins it from those three. It, it's, it writes itself, man. It's good stuff. It's good yeah. shit, pal. The, the only problem is, is that at this point, I don't think Carrillo is over yet. He's not as over as they want him to be. It's not That's as fair. hot as they want him to be yet. Yeah. Like the crowd was kind of like, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Get that Andrade guy. Other guy I barely care about, you know, right. but I don't know. if. That <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, it's kind of like the, um, the buddy Murphy, Alistair black thing where the crowd seems like they're being quiet, but I think they really appreciate him. It's just not like, it's not like Kevin or Joe or Seth where it's just, it comes out of them very loudly you know they're yeah. kind of like we like those guys yeah. all right yeah you know uh so yeah I, I that was a great segment also a great segment frankly i thought for the most part becky lynch becky lynch coming out and saying you know what oscar all right i see you 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 think you got me uh me twisted here no i'm gonna come and break your bones at the royal rumble you continue making your soup on youtube it's yeah. fine that was, and I'm that gonna was get a ready shot i'm gonna get <laughs> I actually watched that episode of Oscar's YouTube channel. Uh, 
but I'm going to get ready for Royal Rumble by beating up your little buddy, Kyrie Sane. And once again, Kyrie Sane gets fed to Becky Lynch, who takes her part, taps her out. Uh, and then Asuka goes for the knee afterwards. They beat up Becky and Asuka Locker and leave her lying in the ring as the Kabuki Warriors the, walk the away. The best part of this was Asuka crouched atop the turnbuckle for the back half of the match. Just fantastic. Looked like uh, looked like the crow sitting up there or something like that. She was just sitting up there watching the nest, just shouting down at her. and just. If Asuka does not look like a stone-cold killer right now to you, uh, it's... It, it, she looks. Like, she looks like a psychopath. Like this is the, the Oscar that, we've wanted. All this along. is one you've wanted for years, Nick. You yes. wanted the crazy demon Oscar, evil uh, Kana. Bring it evil back. Evil Kana, screaming Japanese at anyone who gets close enough to her. Uh, they're, they're barely even trying. They're not even trying to translate her anymore. They're just letting Good. her scream in Japanese. And then at the end of her promo after this match, screams in Japanese and says, "Becky's not ready for Oscar at the Royal Rumble. Becky, Becky's not ready. Boo! Done. That's all. You, boom." Thank you for listening, guys. We, we appreciate you taking Nick's suggestion. Pay it off. Pay it off. What do you we want? Know, what are you asking listen, for? We know, we know at this point you guys listen. So, hi, guys. Pay it <laughs> off. How? Don't How do you want them to pay it off? Put Oscar over. You want her, you want her to win oh, on, on yep, Sunday? Strap Oscar. She, yep. And let Becky fight back upwards. Yep. With that little time to WrestleMania? Becky's on a little bit of a cool down right now. I'm not as high on Becky Lynch as I was 18 months ago, you know? Oh, for Christ's sake. Listen, Asuka is hot right now. Maybe. But at the same time, Fickle works when you you can move things around and you can move the different chess pieces. What the hell are you doing with Charlotte Flair? She had some backstage segment where Becky came up to her. And she's just there like... I'm just saying stuff. I'm saying Charlotte Flair stuff, and I'm the I'm the queen. Woo! And just like I, what the hell is Charlotte Flair doing for the Royal Rumble? I don't know. Winning it. There's only four women that have currently been announced for the Women's Royal Rumble. It's kind of a joke. Fickle Nickel is is down on uh, Becky Lynch right now. A little everybody. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, that. But here. Okay. So here's here's my issue. If we're, if we're if we're bringing out our gripes, why is Kyrie now turning into mini Asuka, and she's kind of the sidebar note. For the whole thing, like just, it's basically what it. I always, <laughs> I was always afraid of Kyrie Sane coming up, losing her individuality, and basically just becoming like other Japanese chick that Vince doesn't know what to do with. Oscar's the monster. Kyrie's just kind of like the slightly cuter monster who's just hanging out there uh, and doesn't have anything to do except for be the heater. And that's kind of what I was always worried about. Is like you're gonna have the, if you have multiple Joshis, you've got to have them separated somehow. And now they've had Kyrie basically adopt another version of Asuka's gimmick uh, and just kind of just be there. That sucks. I'm okay with that because they're unified now. They're the Kabuki Warriors. They have a, a, they have a great theme. They're starting to Two dress. singles wrestlers are a tag team, and you're finally starting to become okay with it? They have joined them now, right? I'm starting to enjoy it, and then they break her off, Asuka off into a singles run. I'm like, what are you? Come on, guys. That's backwards. Yeah. What do you want, Nick? <laughs> I... I want Asuka to be the champ again. And I want this version of Asuka to establish herself and have a long time dominant reign because by God, they're the women's tag champs. They're the women's tag champs. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter. That means that's a, that nickel won't get you a cup of coffee. So I want her to be the champ, right? I, I want her. We need a good after Bailey. Jesus Christ. We need a strong heel champ. Just I want to feel it. Not going to happen. Becky Lynch trained for almost two years now, and I'm I'm ready for a little bit of a change. 
It's, Oscar it's becoming manufactured at this point. Thing. It's Becky's thing. Becky right. two belts. Not going to yeah, happen. Whatever. We'll see. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman came out with Brock Lesnar and did the Paul Heyman thing. Basically explained the Royal Rumble match to yeah. those of us who've seen it. Whatever it has been, 23 times now, 25 times. 28, uh, I think. 28 times. This is the 28th, if I'm not mistaken. 28th Royal Rumble. 28 times, Paul. We know how it works. <laughs> it's for the filthy casuals in the live audience. You tell know, us not again, for us. Paul. Uh, but basically uh, does it through the auspices of saying this is why Brock will win. This is what Brock's winning and how he's winning it. He's coming at number one. He's winning the whole thing. And nobody is ready for Brock. Oh, that's Oscar's line. Nah, Brock is the be-all, end-all. End all. No one wants to get in the ring. No one is worthy of being in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Well, who should come out to say, uh-uh, but Ricochet? Uh, what? Uh, 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 what? I got it. Listen, I popped for the pukew. I did. There was no pukew. It just there, started there his music. A- no, it just started his music. Just flat out. Oh, I guess I didn't pop then, but uh, when his music started. Yeah. I guess is what I meant. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh. I went, oh, no. Yeah, that's what I, that's kind of what oh, I did immediately no. after that. You're sending my boy out to die? Is that where we're at now? Because yeah. that's what happened. He came out to be like, oh, I'm scared of you, Brock. Uh, I, everyone else around here is scared of you, but I'm ricocheting. I don't know what fear is. Every time I come off that top rope, my career could be over, but I'm not scared. Not at all. And he gets in the ring, and Brock just doesn't give him the time of day, walks out of the ring past him. Ricochet goes, what's the matter, Brock? I'm scared. Brock turns around, kicks him in the nuts. Of course he does. Drops him to the floor, looks at him and goes, not, sorry, Brock voice, not scared, and yeah. walks away. <laughs> Brock's Brock's high-pitched schoolboy vo- voice coming out of that huge body always cracks <laughs> me up. Caca! <laughs> uh, so... Why are they going to do my boy Ricochet dirty like this? I know. What was? Uh, are we going to see some sort of Ricochet revenge at the Rumble here? Say that five times fast. Uh, or was this just another way to get heat on Brock Lesnar going into the Rumble? Uh, I don't know that people care enough about Ricochet for that to put heat on Brock Lesnar yet, to your point. This is, but, well, if people don't care about Ricochet, this didn't help. No, and that, that's kind of my point. <laughs> what? what are you doing? Yeah. Of all people to have Brock just decimate like this, and humiliate, like, oh, well, he, did, he, he low-blowed him, so, you know, it's okay. He's protected. That, that, he still looked like an asshole. Listen, what like they did asshole. to R-Truth last week was perfect. It was awesome. This, not so much. I, I thought this was a complete juxtaposition. This was all wrong compared to where they did things all right with R-Truth last week. Yeah. We know our truth is kind of a joke. Like he's he's kind of there to be funny and bit a bit of a dope. Ricochet, you want people to take seriously. And if we now feel like Ricochet is so stupid, he's gonna walk right at Brock Lesnar and eat not just an F five, but a low blow. Like now he just he just it's it's classic dumb WWE babyface actions, right? You're you're you just you're such an idiot. How can we root for you when you're such a dope? We we can't. At least our truth is a funny dope, and we're entertained by him, right? But this is just Ricochet, who we're supposed to take seriously. He's a superhero acting like an idiot. Like Spider Man doesn't walk up to I don't know uh, Thanos and go I'll fight you Thanos and let yeah, him kick right. him in the nuts. You know what I mean? Ugh. Right. Sorry. Exactly. Thanks. 
this exactly. It's made me nuts. that that is the perfect analogy. Uh, it, it just it made me really excited that they had big plans for Ricochet that he might be on that short list for a title shot, and then they completely just ruined my dreams. Yeah. Again, I, I could see him getting some modicum of revenge on Sunday at the Rumble. Sure. Like well, that's for the that like low he'll he'll low blow Brock in the Rumble or something like That'll that. That'll be the thing that gets him eliminated or something. I, I def, I'll be on record right now. Brock's not winning the Rumble. I don't. Yes, I don't see. No, he's not. Yeah, I know you've been saying that. He's. He's not. Spoiler. No. Spoiler. He's winning. Not happening. I can't wait to go back to all these clips. Spoiler. Brock's winning. One in the chat, guys. If you think Brock Lesnar is winning the Royal Rumble, let us know what you think. Um. Next up, we had what I thought was one of the higher spots until the end of it sort of happened. Yeah, um, the, I didn't like. I didn't like the screwy finish, but God, I love the two of these guys together. Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, man. I love Who knew when, they had such chemistry? Uh, when he slapped him and he just kind of looked at him cross like, uh, <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Did you just slap me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two guys that are that are able to look each other in the eyes. They're big hoss. Like, these are these are like the big boys in WWE now. Remember back when these guys were like average sized? Right. And now they're like the big guys. Um, and they, I just every time they get in there, they ha- they're having so much fun with each other right. in these matches. And they're 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 stiffing each other too. They're working. Um, and Randy feels like he comes alive in these matches with Drew McIntyre every time he's in there. Like, remember the remember the few weeks ago when Drew McIntyre chopped him on the chest and it was so loud that he had like, ow, ow, he checked yeah. his ear. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. And they, you know, they had the same kind of chemistry where it was just a lot of personality. You know what I mean? Both of them had a lot of personality in this, and it was really fun. Until OC and the OC and AJ came out at the end to screw the whole thing up. And they ended up saving each other. And then uh, Randy says, I respect you, Drew. I'm still going to take you out of the Royal Rumble. RKO out of nowhere. And uh, Drew McIntyre gets up afterwards and says, okay, Randy, I see you. I'm going to claymore your head off in the Royal Rumble. Not before we got the whole thing where, give me a damn mic that works. And he throws the mic. That was brilliant. If you didn't watch Hulu, you didn't see that bit. But that was fantastic on the live show. (laughs) There's a a number of little, like, character moments in this that I loved. Yeah. Um, so you know, God, he sold the RKO like death, like somebody yeah, well, like shot him in the throat. And and Randy sells Randy and AJ both sell the Claymore like death. So I, yeah. I'm looking forward to what they've been kind of salting these guys around each other for the last few weeks, and there's no real momentum. It's not really going anywhere, but they all have so much fun together. I I, I can't really be too mad at it. I really can't. Um, can you imagine? This is going to piss you off if I say this. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton in a tag team. <laughs> Your silence is telling. <laughs> if they had he, just he's done... J- he's just baiting me to... Uh, what's the Tom just, Hardy yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bait. Uh, that's bait. If they hadn't <laughs> just done uh, Seth and Buddy, I would have been calling that a lot harder. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Drew McIntyre. No. No, I, no? I think I think this is going to have implications for the Rumble match. We'll see what happens. I'm happy to say right now, as I've been saying for weeks, Drew McIntyre is my pick to win the Rumble. Uh, I think we're going to see some stuff happen between these two in the match. Maybe they help each other eliminate. I don't maybe know. They, maybe they team AJ up for a second Styles. before one of them betrays him. Yeah, maybe they team up and, yeah. you know. I could see a final and, four of Orton, D-Mac, AJ Styles, and throw another one in there. but And then they team up to throw Bob out Lester. AJ. Brock Lesnar throws everyone out, and, no, and then that's Brock not wins happening. the whole thing. No, no, no. Uh, regardless, I'm liking the, the little 
threads they're weaving here. It's going to be some fun stuff in the Rumble to see all these little relationships play out. And I think that's why they did it. That's why they did this on the show was just to, hey, this is how everyone's interacting right now. Yep. So good times. Yep. Not such good times. Uh, the next few things on Raw. And the big one, of course, being the main event, Nick. The main event. The show club. The go-home segment. To Royal Rumble. Closing show for Raw. Not to Royal Rumble. That's SmackDown, thankfully. So no, I mean, for, for Raw, Raw, this was the last thing you saw yeah. before the Royal Rumble. Lana and Lashley versus Liv Morgan and Rusev in... About three minutes. I, about, and... Uh, yeah, Lana and, Lana and Lashley come out first, cut a promo to a nearly dead crowd who could only muster a half-hearted Rusev Day chant, which Lana shut down really quickly, which, you know, great. Shut down the only kind of heat you have. Uh, and then out comes Rusev and Liv. Liv looking like, you know, generic WWE blonde number three. And there's a match. It was a match. It's the best thing I could say for it. Uh, mixed Their tag entrances match. took longer than the actual match lasted. And... It ends with pretty much clean Bobby Lashley spearing Rusev and winning one, two, three. Pretty much clean. Well, well, it was okay. not clean. Let's be clear. Lana distracted, grabbed hold of Ruru's leg, and he turned around to be in, to eat a spear from Lashley for the pin. Two weeks in a row, Rusev has eaten a spear and a pin from Bobby Lashley. Yep. If and- your plan for this whole thing was to ultimately get Rusev in a more in a better position. I hadn't seen that yet. I actually, I, and this is in the note, this is the only note I have for this whole segment. What in the actual hell is the end goal for this feud? Because you lost me a while back. Are you, who are you trying to get over? Who are you trying to make look good? Who, what, what moments are you trying to make memorable here? Because... The crowd could have given two shits about this match. Yep. I could have given two shits about this match. We don't, like, oh, Lashley won. Okay. And the crowd just kind of went, well, all right, cool. Glad I dropped that 150 bucks on these tickets. I mean, they saw a great, a lot of good stuff for the rest of the show. But that's, Eh. and and they probably did some matches after after the show went off the air to try to make the audience less upset or less, you know, feel deflated. But this is this was the go home. So at the end of Raw, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, well, boy, am I excited for Sunday now?" So yeah, not not I don't think a very successful segment. Um, this all. was this was kind of a listen. I've been trying to look at this whole thing more objectively. We had Rusev do an interview this week. Uh, that got posted in the discussion group. Thank you for the, whoever did that. I don't remember uh, who exactly it was. I enjoyed listening to that. It was Rusev having a very transparent kind of conversation about um, the storyline, the angle, the movie that he's been working on, acting classes yes. and things like that, and how that's translated into the ring. And I, I love behind-the-scenes kind of stuff like that and what's motivating these uh, entertainers as performers, right? How the that kind of stuff. But you know the fact that he is kind of all in on this alongside CJ Erlana, uh, and that they're just they're loving it. And I'm part the of me going, yeah. Part part of me is just sitting here going, well, why am I mad if they're having a good time? Sure. And, and I, I struggle with it, but so I want to look back at it objectively and just go, okay. But then I see this this week, and I was just like, I just, the, the I can't crazy get guy, my head around it. 
the crazy guy on the street who's you know pooping in his own hand and throwing it at you is probably having a good time too. It doesn't mean he should be doing it. Sure. You know, so I, I maybe that's a bit of an extreme comparison. Well, you live in Los Angeles, so that's you know it's you not, call that well, Tuesday that, in Los that's, Angeles. That's my reality. Yeah, right. That's, that's walking. <laughs> you home work, from work downtown, so that's Tuesday. I do. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the stories I could tell. Oh yeah. But uh, but that the thing is is like yes, I saw that I, that interview and it was actually I love the line where Rusev was asked about how he felt about Lana kissing Lashley. And he said, yeah. Yeah, hey, man, she, I, I got no problem with that. I'm, I'm just glad that she's got to do it. I don't have to kiss a guy. you know. So that's fine. I'm glad they're having fun with it. If, if they really are having fun with it and they're not like trying to kayfabe the fans, like, fine, great, have fun with it. Not everyone who's watching is having fun with it. We've actually got, um, excuse me, uh, Jonathan Mailo. I'm sorry, brother, if I, if I slaughtered your name. Jonathan said, coming from a guy who's actually digging the storyline, that segment and match was bad. And I can understand if you are digging the segments, if you're digging the storyline. Again, like I said at the top of the show, like not for me, but I can understand the aspects of it that are entertaining some people. I totally can. Yeah, some people like feet. Others are disgusted by them. Correct. Uh, you know, it's I don't know what to make own. of it. Live and let live. And the fact that it's not like <laughs> – if this, if if all of Raw was Lana and Lashley, was the entire three hours was this kind of stuff, we'd have a problem. But because it's one segment, there's other segments I'm sure I dug that people didn't dug. I I didn't mind the tag belts going on to to Seth and Buddy, and you about split an eyeball. Yeah. So it's all right. Different strokes for different folks. But answer me this: What possible purpose did this match serve for anyone involved? In this Nothing. feud, are you trying to get some heat on Lana and Lashley? How dare they keep beating our Rusev and Liv? Because it ain't working. That's not the response you're getting from the audience. You're getting apathy, and that's the worst thing that can happen. I hate to quote Corey Graves on this because I'm sure, like, yeah, that's he's telling the truth, but he's doing it to stir people up. But regardless, he's telling the truth. Apathy is the death of any storyline, and people are apathetic about the storyline by and large. Even if you like what's going on, you know, this match didn't light anybody up. They weren't sitting there going like, I can't believe that Rusev is not beating this Bobby Lashley. Ooh, 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 I right. can't wait for him to beat Bobby Lashley. People are just going like, oh, well, he lost to Bobby. Well, this sucks. There was a moment they had in this match where had they pulled the trigger on it, it could have worked out well. Uh, Rusev ducked out of the way. Lana was up on the ringside, up on the ropes, and Rusev ducked out of the way, and Bobby Lashley almost made contact with Lana and would have ultimately knocked her off and, and hurt her. Had they done that and then Rusev rolled him up and gotten the win and we would, would have done some good old 50-50 booking and we would have built this a little bit more, I would have been like, all right, okay, or, man, something. Something. Something had to happen here to, to, to make us all invest more, and it didn't. You had the wedding. It was trashy, but, you know, fun. I guess, but at the same time, then what happened after? Nothing. Nothing. It's just been okay. We're gonna have some matches. Um, yep. Liv Morgan, you had a relationship with Lana, I guess, and that's kind of ooh, it's shaking some people up. But now you're just wrestling her because what? 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 She's the one that challenged him last week to a mixed ma mixed tag match. I know. I know. So I again, I yeah, I, I don't. I, that's all uh, I got for this. And it was and it was their main event. Yeah. So. Uh, and the, also in the dear God, what are you doing category, uh, our boys, the street profits, 
Speaking of the tag division that you took out back and shot in the head. Well, this is one I tend to agree on. You had uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins doing their best impression of Saturday Night Live weekend update. Uh, They call it the Monday after weekend update. And one thing I want to point out to the writers of WWE is that one reason why writing for Saturday Night Live is considered such a a prestigious job because it's hard as hell to write comedy. And it's hard as hell to write good comedy, and it's even more hard to write good comedy week in and week out for Weekend Update. Like, that's a segment during Saturday Night Live that has been consistently funny over the years, but when it's bad, it's bad. Uh, And what made it awesome was you had like legends like Kevin Nealon that did not over-emote and were Walter Cronkite as F and just sat there and read the most ridiculous stuff with stone face. Well, that was Nealon's gimmick. Not well, sure, but there's been others after that. But the not overreacting, not over emoting, not overselling what you the joke that you're making. You had Colin Quinn who couldn't get a word out. These two guys need to be in the ring. I am absolutely tired of them being used backstage as these wannabe hype men making jokes. We want the smoke. All that's fine. Get them in the ring. They're amazing to watch. They are uber athletic. Why the hell are they doing this shit? It was, and it was the thing. The thing was, is that they were trying to do weekend upstate style jokes with a um, a laugh track, and playing to the laugh track, and playing to the graphic, and like the timing because it wasn't a live crowd. The timing was all messed up, so the comedy wasn't there. I, and let here's the thing: these are two really talented guys who were genuinely charismatic and funny, funny, yep. and they were actually kind of able to pull off some of this absolute garbage material they were given. They were. Some of it, I was actually like, the, the charisma is there. But, man, this material was garbage that yep. they were given. This is 100% on the writers, in my opinion. I uh, don't dislike the idea of the segment. I dislike right. how these guys are being used. That's Correct. my hang-up. Because they are uber-talented. They could yeah. infuse the tag division on Raw with some hyper-athleticism, especially Montez Ford. And like you said, the charisma that is mostly just like, you look at it now, it's like looking at a wet sock. But if you throw Montez Ford into that mix, he's fantastic. That's two feet references I've made in the last 10 minutes, and I'm sorry You're, about what's, that. What's up with going, what's going on with I don't feet, like man. feet. I, oh. I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a feet guy. Oh, really, uh, Dr. Freud? Uh, but, here's the, but here's the thing is that they also had, they called out to R-Truth, who was in the uh, what Houston Astros Stadium. That's where they're going to have the, uh, the yeah. event. Okay, I wonder if someone's going to cheat to win the Rumble. Just as like a, just wondering. Uh, hope there's no Houston Astros fans listening. Oh uh, And and if oh, so, God. by the by See, the way, guys, that was low. That was low. Los Los Doyers, 2017 champs. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but so this this segment, they're throwing it the truth, and all of a sudden, it kind of clicked for me. I'm like, are they trying to make Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins the new like wacka lacka smacka guys that are just there to be jokes and we don't take them seriously? And if so. Do at, at some point, at what point, and this may be controversial for me to say, so brace yourself. At what point do we take a look at WWE's roster and look at their, the breakdown of their talent and go, why are these people all being used for comedy bits and not being taken seriously and always being shoehorned into these comedy bits? And why are these people being taken seriously? Like, what is it? What? Uh, I know that there's a report that like don't ever do something around don't ever like 
sing around Vince or be funny around Vince because as soon as he sees that or hears that, he's like, you're a singer. And he's going to make you sing for the rest of your career. You're funny. He's going to make you the funny guy, put you in like joke angles. Right. Um, and I fear that's what Dawkins and Ford did. And Vince just went, couple of more funny black guys. Our truth I got your replacements lined right up. And here we are. Wacka lacka smacka. We're doing Saturday Night Live. Wackity smackity do. Wackity smackity do. Yeah, Uncle Touchy's naked puzzle basement. So it's here we are. Here we are. Uh, I'm 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 not a fan of them being used like this. I think they're talented enough to pull it off. But then again, so was New Day, and they were able to survive uh, one of these gimmicks. I don't know if Dawkins and Ford can. Fingers crossed for them. Yeah. Alistair Black killed a random guy. We, well, basically, we basically got to listen to Alistair Black's music for about 10 minutes, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't have <laughs> yeah, a problem heard, with that. Heard his music. Ding, ding. Black Entrance mass. took about eight minutes. Match bell rang. Took about yeah. eight seconds for him to black mask some jobber, and they cued his music right back up immediately. And I was like, all right, I'll headbang for about 10 minutes. That's cool. Yep, fine with that. So, um, buddy's, I just, I buddy's, wanted, but, Let's talk about this. Buddy's moved on. But he's now a tag champ, and Aleister Black is still killing randos. After the whole thing, after the whole back half of the year of him sitting in a room, (laughs) the guy that actually finally challenges him is now the tag champ. Hashtag WWE logic. If people had known all you had to do was get knocked out by Aleister Black a couple times, you could go be a champ. Man, this is... (laughs) Wackity schmackity do. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Patton Oswalt. Yes, uh, we also had Eric Rowan come out and give the Iron Claw to poor Matt Hardy. Once again, the same thing where he wants to show this little friend in the cage to Matt Hardy, but it bites him. His, and again, you'd think he'd learn by now. And then he Iron Claws Matt Hardy, and that's that. Um, uh, Nick, Matt Hardy to AEW, or is this just a swerve and he's going to come back on something later? I'm not ready to say he's going to AEW yet. I think we're all kind of overselling that on the hype. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Overselling? My fingers are crossed, man. Well, true. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him go back to a, an Impact or a Ring of Honor. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, AEW, outside of Dark Order, I don't know if there's a fit for him right now. It's a very athletic uh, promotion over there. But I could see him going over and getting the, the the broken woken stuff over again as a sort of return. You know, it was five years ago. It was the biggest thing in wrestling, the biggest thing. His whole broken gimmick, and if he walked back on to the came out back out over there, it would explode all over again. And Absolutely. I'm not I'm not ready to say he's going to AEW yet. It is. It does feel like the writing's on the wall with these kinds of matches that he's on the way out the door. Yeah. And Again. and and frankly, uh, it feels to me as well, like you said, it's really athletic over in AEW. Yeah, but yet, you know, what they're doing with Dark Order so far, they don't really have to work a whole lot. That's come true. Out and, and Matt could just be there talking. Like, he can just talk. He can still, he can still work a match, obviously, take, take a couple bumps, but... You know, his brain, he's got such an amazing brain that... Uh, Matt would be an incredible manager. Uh, yeah. You know, a la Paul Bear, a la Heyman, or a hype man. Even, I'll, I'll even throw a hat tip at Sami Zayn and what he's doing recently. I could see Hardy being that for a thing like Evil Uno and the Dark Order. 
but I feel like Evil Uno's kind of already doing that. And I don't know how meta they're going to get with that yeah, whole Dark but Matt, Order thing Matt over there. Yeah, but Matt to Evil Uno, they're in a different stratosphere, man. I understand. Like, come on. I understand. I'm just I'm not ready to buy in on that. Just Evil yet. Uno, to me, looks like a shaved shark boy. So... <laughs> Um, Rook, Aaron, uh, Rowan Shirtwatch, Rowan, Rowan Shirtwatch, Shirtwatch. Rowan Shirt, Violence, Violence, little, little Bay Area thrash. Dude, that goes back to the eighties. That is, Dude, oh, that, yeah. that hits me right. I couldn't figure out what the shirt was cause he had the, the top over it this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Violence hey, has some, some Rob Flynn, Bay Area, Bay Area Concord thrash. and Oakland roots right there, man. Damn right. That's where I came up, man. That's I where Rob guys. Flynn from Machine Head came from. If you didn't know. <laughs> Nick knows anything about machine. Head. I, I love me some machine head, and I love Rob <laughs> Flynn. <laughs> I'm so. trying to talk about violence, and Nick's like, "That's great, uh, machine head." You know, they were they were they knew machine head. Uh, only I think only a couple albums violence ever came out with, but they were yeah. all really good. But like, and, and yeah, they only they like the he best. plays one of the songs every now and then at his happy birthday thing he does every year. But that's about it. That's about all you hear about violence anymore these days. Yeah, but too yeah, bad. that that was a big time throwback shirt. Loved it. Loved it. Good call. Mm. Eric Rowan, your matches suck these days, but your shirts are awesome. Glad to see you moving on from the folk metal to some throwback thrash, Oh, come man. on. Nothing wrong with Woo! Folk. Yes. Just stay, stay away from that metalcore stuff. Uh, current Royal Rumble uh, participants, we got 19 now. 19 we're up to. Brock Lesnar, of course, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Eric Rowan, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, uh, Otis and Tucker from Heavy Machinery, Rusev and Lashley, yay, Alistair Black, and Buddy Murphy. Huh. Interesting last two there. So there's still 11 spots left. We could see a couple more announcements on SmackDown. So still no some Seth room. Rollins? No, he, oh, that's right. He, uh, he did announce himself. So 20. He did declare, yeah. Yeah, so, so I Seth think, did declare in. Probably Seth and AOP then, maybe. I don't. He didn't. They didn't say anything about AOP. Are you counting right now? Are you using I count. Fingers? I count twenty on your twenty list with there. Seth. Twenty with Seth. Uh, no, I count twenty-one with Seth. But we may, either way, whatever. We still got eight, eight to ten people that we've got to get into the Royal Rumble. I There's imagine. I imagine half of those are going to be surprises and or NXT. NXT. Folks. Yeah, I'm smelling I, a Keith Lee. I'm smelling uh, a Keith Lee. Absolutely. Uh, I would not be surprised to see uh, an Adam Cole mm. show up in there. They, you know, they have been tricking us where, like, where we think it's somebody and then it ends up being like a Damian Priest. And we're like, what is he doing there? Right. Of all the people they call up from NXT, they call Damian Priest. Okay, weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was feel, raw. You, with, with the third brand being part of this now, do you still feel like 30 30- people is the right number or enough do we need to bring more do you in? remember that 40 person rumble it was just it was it was it was too much it was too much yeah yeah but some of these guys like why are they in the rumble and also having a match i'm looking at you roman reigns and baron corbin right, like why exactly. are they in both because roman you know reigns. what i mean uh yeah there's you also know, rumor you know King that answer <laughs> uh, it's rhetorical nick i'm just yes, saying how could we trim down to make it a clean nice 30 that's why it's how. Yeah. So that was that was your Monday Night Raw, Nick. That was your go-home Raw for the Royal Rumble. But that's not all. Because mm. you know what else is coming up this week? This weekend, I don't know why they're trying to do this against the Rumble. But coming up this weekend, hard times. Hard times. Hard times, Daddy. Hard times. 
Well, the one thing we've got to talk about in in a big, big way, Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon for the 10 yeah. pounds of gold. That kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? What? <laughs> it's, I don't think it's actually for the gold. I think it's just... Is it just a non-title a match. match? It's a non-title match. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, Aldis, Aldis and Skrull are building up to a title match, but I think Gordon's just... Because Gordon's also in Ring of Honor, so but it's not for the title. I'm actually double-checking myself on this. Yeah, non-title interpromotional... Yeah, non-title inter, interpromotional match, so... Just it's just there. The big story about Hard Times is that it's for their television championship. They're they're doing a tournament. It's been going on in their shows the last couple of weeks. The opening rounds of the tournament. Uh, the the Power episode that's on right now is going to establish a couple of more uh, a couple more of the entrants. Unfortunately, uh, unless there's spoilers online right now, I'm going to have to try and find them. But. Um, uh, so we're not going to know the final entrance on this show, but it's going to be going on. We got uh, so far, we know Tim Storm versus Zane Dawson, Ricky Starks and his Motor Mouth versus question mark. Who knows? Not literally question. There is the question mark versus question mark. Right. Um, so Ricky Starks, Zicky Dice, and question mark versus who knows? We're finding out today. So uh, eight entrants total, plus semifinals and finals, all on hot time, hot time. Um. Is having a whole pay-per-view that's all a tournament and then a non-title match, is that a good way to build a pay-per-view, Nick? Um, I don't know. In the modern day and age. It's, it's old school. Definitely I dig school. it. Listen, I, I dig it. I, I like that this is unconventional in modern times. There's yeah. a lot of wrestling fans that are, that have ne- that are never have going to seen one of these before. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick, Nick. Update, update, update. Okay. Uh, it's actually going to be Ricky Starks versus Matt Cross. Oh. Cool. Okay. Son of Havoc. Yeah. Hell yeah. Zicky Dice versus Dan Moff. Okay. So this is inter- interpromotional. And then question mark versus Trevor Murdoch. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Good match. Yeah. So, okay. Good looking stuff there. So, uh, and then the winner of, let's see. It's going to be winner of Storm and Dawson versus winner of Starks and Cross. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So gotcha, and winner of Dice Moff versus winner of Question Mark. Question Mark. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so again, uh, good looking show. But that's... so we're basically having the semifinal rounds and, and the final round plus a non-title World Championship bout. Someone's gonna be title. Someone's gonna be chan- uh, ti- uh, bleh, bleh, Sasha Banks. Someone is going to be their television champion, inaugural television champion after this pay per view. And there's also their champs gonna have a non-title match. And probably, sorry. Prob- no. <laughs> and probably Marty Skrull will show up. Is that worth pay-per-view money, though, in the modern day and age, do you um, think? I mean, is it going to be on YouTube? <laughs> no, it's, it's a paid pay-per-view. I- I'm not going to pay $60 to watch this. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, if you've got a $15 Fight TV subscription or whatever that's going to be on, I mean, I'll, I- yeah, I'm not going to pay $60 to watch this. I, we're we're past that. Sorry, Billy Corgan. Sorry, Dave Lagana. We're we're, we're past those days. Them. Those yeah, days are are long gone. And AEW had to give away half their pay per views last year. It's only twenty bucks. Okay, I'd pay twenty bucks to watch this. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks seems twenty bucks seems good for this. That's fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I mean, good for them. I'll, I'll watch it for sure. It's on Saturday, you said, or Sunday? Friday night. Friday night. Oh, I'll watch the shit out of that Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. We'll have a chat uh, channel for it over in the Discord server. Shameless plug, and 
and that's 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 actually so looking at twenty dollar price point for this. See, that's actually a, a, in the modern day and age. I would say that's a good price point for this kind of pay per view. Yeah, um, AEW doing fifty, sixty bucks is that's steep, man. I know they got bills to pay and they do bigger venues and whatnot, but that's going to be tough to maintain against a twenty dollar NWA pay per view and the WWE Network. Ten bucks a month, yeah. That's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it that's is really hard. So. Uh, that does it for NWA, Nick. That's coming up this Friday. But we also got to talk about New Japan. Looking forward to this. Looking forward to this because uh, they're going to be here in Raleigh, North Carolina, January 27th. Next Tuesday. Uh, sorry, next Wednesday, I should say. Is it next? I have to look. Monday, something. I'm going to go. <laughs> Are you? Yep. I haven't bought tickets yet, but I'm going to go. <laughs> you probably should. They've actually got, yeah. I mean, the the, uh, the lineups for these events look pretty good. Uh, let's see, on the 24th, New Beginning USA. So hold, the whole tour they're doing, uh, this is in Tampa, Florida. You've got, uh, so the people on the tour are pretty good. you got, like, like Hiroshi Tanahashi's on this tour. Toru Yanu, Lance Archer, Kota Ibushi, Juice Robinson. Uh, a lot of tag matches, but, uh, you know, the main event's a big tag match. Down there in Florida, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Rocky Romero, David Finley, and Juice versus Jado, Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, Tonga Loa, and Tamatanga. Uh, Yoshihashi versus Lance Archer is also on the card. Jeff Cobb versus Alex Zane. Uh, Carl Fredericks from the LA Dojo and TJP versus Colt Cabana and Toru Yano. Yeah. Uh, Cabana and Toru Yano, are, are, they're tagging a lot on this tour. Uh, Tennessee has a show on the 26th from New Japan. Uh, Shitoshi Kojima, Bread Club versus Jeff Cobb. Yuji Nagata, Blue Justice versus Lance Archer. Tanahashi versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, and a big tag match at the top with, of course, Romero, Ibushi, Finlay, and Robinson versus Jado Owens, Loa, and Tonga. Um, and then, Nick, Durham, North Carolina. Is that the one you're thinking of going to? It is. It's it's a little suburb of Raleigh. We call it the Triangle. So you've got Durham, Raleigh, and uh, Chapel Hill. Or the, so like, you've the got up the triangle. You've got TJP versus Mysterioso, Yuji Nagata and Satoshi Kojima teaming up against Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors from the LA Dojo, who are they're both monsters, um, not size wise, but in terms of talent. Yeah. Uh, Alex Zane and Rock and Roll Express what? versus Rock. Hold on, Alex Zane and Rock and Roll Express versus Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, and Toriano. What in in your yeah in Holy coming Christ. to your ha- your place. Jeff Cobb versus Carl Fredericks. Oh, yes. I'm Ren going Narita. just for that match. Ren Narita is going to get murdered by Lance Archer. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the big tag team, of course, at the top. Yoshihashi, Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Finley and Juice versus Jado, Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, Tangaloa and Tamatanga, a.k.a. the lower class Bullet Club. So that's a pretty good show for you there, Nick. On the 27th. And, and to put it in perspective, it's at the Durham Armory, which is not much bigger than our American Legion we used to go see PWG yeah, it's tiny. at. It's like a it's high tiny. school gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and then they're going back to uh, Miami, Florida. I'm hoping that it's 30th. small enough where they're going to have merch out and we can approach them ringside. I just don't think it's going to be that kind of that kind of venue, but we'll see. I'll have the we'll recorder see. on ready. I'll have some cards to hand out and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, re- report back to us how it Will is. Do. And if you are if you are in Miami, Florida on the 30th, you have the opportunity to see the Rock and Roll Express straight up against Colt Cabana and Toriano. Uh, 
So that's that's happening at that one. So some really good U.S. events for New Japan coming up. Um, and finally, Atlanta, Georgia on the 1st. Uh, got uh, anything good on this? Oh, yeah, that's the one where uh, Rock and Roll Express teams up with Hiroshi Tanahashi against Clark Connors, Alex Zane, and TJP. So Damn. Rock and Roll Express getting that rub. I Tanahashi teaming up with them, man. That's really cool. Making that and retirement Jeff, money. <laughs> Jeff Cobb versus Lance Archer is also at that Georgia show. Oh, God, somebody's going to die. Yeah, buddy. You might have to go take a trip to Georgia. Nah, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, so really good U.S. tour going on. Then they go back to Japan and start the new beginning in Sapporo on Saturday, February 1st and February 2nd. The Saturday show is Ishii versus Evil in a singles match. And then Hiroki Goto and Shingo Takagi trying to beat each other to death for the never open weight belt. Uh, plus a tag match, Moxley and Okada. Oh. Moxley teaming up with Okada. Let me say it again. John Moxley teaming up with Kazuchika Okada to face off against Taichi and Minoru Suzuki. That's Sapporo. That's, that's Sapporo February 1st. The second is Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the Rev Pro heavyweight belt, the British heavyweight belt. Ospreay versus Sabre. I'll say it again. Ospreay versus Sabre. That's a storied history there if you're any fan of British wrestling. Uh, and then Okada versus Taichi one-on-one. New beginning in Osaka comes up after that. Takahashi versus Dragon Lee. Ryu Lee now. They're oh, having man. their first match since Ryu Lee... Uh, and Takahashi broke his neck in that match uh, for the junior heavyweight belt. So Takahashi's first defense will be against Ryu Dragon Lee. His mortal enemy. <laughs> yeah, man. That's my goodness. Oh, my God. But not to be overshadowed or outdone. No, the, John the, the main event yeah. <laughs> versus Minoru Suzuki Herc. for the U.S. title. Oh, boy. Yeah, so if you're wondering what to watch for New Japan uh, over the next... Little little bit, uh, February first and February second in Sapporo, and then um, let's see, I've lost when the o Osaka event is. I believe it is the fourth. Let me double check that real quick. Um, and then after that, you have the Hatori uh, Tiger Hatori Legendary Refs retiring February nineteenth. They have that ceremony. Manabu Nakanishi retirement February twenty second, and then we get the New Japan Cup March fourth through twenty first. That's the next major. Major one. Uh, so, yeah. Keep your eyes open. Damn. Lots of good stuff coming up. I will definitely be reporting back from the New Japan New Beginnings right here at, from the Durham Armory. It's over by Duke University. But that's, uh, yeah, that is uh, our main show for today. But, Ian, we're, we like to close things out in tribute to our patron, Sean Clark, with a moment of positivity. <laughs> So, Ian, what was what was the thing? If you had to pinpoint one thing, what made you happy this week in the world of professional wrestling? Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy winning the tag titles. Oh shit! I just ah, <laughs> uh, that was worth it. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I, nothing really flipped. My wig on Raw this week. Um, there was nothing on the show that I just went, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm going to have to just go uh, that ladder match. That was just a, you know, I love ladder matches. Um, I was scared for Ray's life, but aside from that, I had a great time. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. 
that and also just the the fact that it's just weird to sit back and think Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and War Machine. Sorry, so let me let me take this back. Kevin Steen, Samoa Joe, and War Machine versus uh, Seth Rollins and AOP and the Techno Viking and Techno Viking Buddy Murphy. Like that's just that's kind of delicious. It is just. To, I mean, I, we said it at the top of the show. Like, just that that picture was. I just was like, that's a lot of really awesome talent. Let's cram the, all of our yeah. big talent into the same exact program. <sighs> all right. Uh, mine is very easy this week. It's Asuka sitting atop the turnbuckle, crouched like the crow, shouting down in yeah. Japanese at Becky Lynch. That was pretty awesome, just, too. That, just was, that was fantastic. Honorable mention for me. Honorable Good mention. God. My yeah. honorable, had it not been so botchy, would have been the ladder match. Who'd, who does not want to see Rey Mysterio and Andrade in a ladder match every single week? All of us do. But, yeah, Asuka, for me, got a huge soft spot there for her and coming out of NXT and everything, and she's been so down the last couple of years since she debuted. Finally, finally, they've gotten it right. Because they listen. That's why. <laughs> of course, that's why. Uh, yeah, yeah. Naturally. Well, thank you very much, Syrian Dangerous, and uh, thank you guys for joining us. But we're not done just yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. All right, here we go. So as I said, uh, we've got the new beginning of Osaka. It will be February 9th. February 9th. I've got that, got that in there now uh, for Moxley versus Suzuki. Also, the third, the third, the current one's still going. They're taping it right now. They're taping AEW as we speak on the Jericho cruise out there in the Bahamas, wherever they are. I think they're Nassau they're docked at right now. Uh, but uh, they're taping that right now. They're then going to send those tapes from the show that they're taping as we speak in two masters on two separate planes from the Bahamas to Atlanta, Georgia, where TNT is based, to make sure that show gets there for us tomorrow with no mistakes and no hiccups. Two masters, in case like WWE shoots down one of their planes. They've got another one going in there. Wow. Uh, but the third Jericho Cruise has been announced. It's happening next year, February 1st through 5th. 2021 so well, apparently got that four-year contract money now i guess <laughs> they got a, and the shit it sells out i yeah. mean it's a money i've mix. tried to get tickets they're like 10 grand to go to these things it's, crazy. it's absurd and they all sell out yep uh as someone who's been to the bahamas a few times got family there i gotta tell you it's worth it it's it's beautiful so you could just buy uh, a 300 hundred dollar plane ticket and go but no, yeah, I, I mean, just, you, could, you could drop I 10 just, grand on a Jericho cruise if you want. I mean, it's up to I you. can go stay with family in Nassau and right. just hop on the boat. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's fine. Uh, Taya Valkyrie. This is insane. For, for, okay, spoiler alert. Uh, Impact TV spoiler alert. This, is, uh, this was taped over the last few days, so if it hasn't been on TV yet. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Impact TV, then... Flintstones. You need to put your fingers in your ears. And sing the Flintstones song because Taya Valkyrie dropped the Impact Women's title, the Knockouts title, to Jordan Grace at TV tapings in Mexico City. What? What? We just had a pay per view where she could have dropped the title, and they, no, they waited till TV tapings to drop it to Jordan Grace in a one on one match. Now, why would they do that? Explain to me. Explain to me, Nick. Taya Valkyrie to WWE. You heard it here first. 
Uh, we, well, we've been saying it ever since John Morrison went there, but like four months ago, I was going to drop the title. thought they were going to protect her by having ODB in the match at the pay-per-view and drop it there. But no, she drops it straight up to Jordan Grace at TV tapings. Okay. Uh, she had a huge reign, like over a year reign with that belt or coming up on a year, uh, long, long, long ass reign, but no you, longer. You know what? I don't want this to be overshadowed. Kudos to Jordan Grace. I'm happy she's got a title. She's oh, been I'm putting in work. She has. Congratulations, been. Jordan Grace. Yeah. Amen. I'm I, I worthy, a worthy champ indeed. So if I had to go to somebody, I'm glad I went to Jordan. Uh, Dragon Lee, as he's known over here, uh, is going to challenge PCO for his Ring of Honor title at Bound by Honor. That was just announced recently. So uh, PCO's PCO has a challenger. We're now getting oh. the villain club set up against Los Ingobernables de America. Uh, Russia's group, and that seems to be the first thing that they have set up. So, uh, also, Ring of Honor Free Enterprise will be happening in Baltimore, February 9th. That's going to be PCO and Marty Skrull teaming up against Nick Aldis and Rush. By God, that's, that's going to be a what a match! That's going to be a nice match. It's going to be an awesome <laughs> Holy match. Smokes. Speaking of awesome matches, we keep talking about Bloodsport Three. It's happening WrestleMania weekend. We already have Moxley versus uh, Josh Barnett, but. We're also getting Minoru Suzuki. He's coming back. He and Barnett went to a time limit draw and then fought to another time limit draw in Bloodsport 1. And then uh, Josh beat Chris Dickinson in Bloodsport 2. Well, Dickinson's coming back to face Minoru Suzuki in Bloodsport 3. Uh, we also know that Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Jeff Cobb will be there. We just don't know in what capacity or who they're facing off with. I wonder if we'll get some Moxley and Suzuki crossover uh, at these events. That'll be interesting to I see. I wonder. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting weekend in Tampa this year, folks. Faux show. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of stuff to do. Uh, we also, let's see, Walter was interviewed uh, by Metro.co.uk. Uh, he said that the Survivor Series match booking was a mistake. He said it was a weird match. Uh, three five-men tag teams and always three guys in the ring. That's when wrestling turns from competition to putting acrobats in a circus to do a show. Apparently, his disgruntlement was why he was eliminated so early in that match. That explains some things. Uh, he said he wouldn't do it again if he was asked to. Wow. Um, mm, interesting. Uh, San Antonio, and one of San Antonio's newspapers, Daniel Bryan, was quoted saying that in that segment where he was dragged under the ring and Bray started pulling up clumps of his hair, Nick, I thought they were just, it was just gimmick hair. That was legit Daniel Bryan's hair. They were under the ring. They had two barbers. And they started shaving Daniel Bryan's head right there under the ring in pitch blackness while a producer was screaming at them that they needed more hair. That's method. That's not method. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is wrestling. You're not seeing him actually down there losing his hair. Why could you not have gimmick hair and then go give him a haircut later? Right. That's, that's, I, that's, that's crazy. The question I want to know is if that creepy-ass doll that was in Ma Mrs. Baby Crib was actually wearing... Daniel Bryan's hair that they had tied into braids and, and put it on that doll somehow. I might not ever sleep again if, they, I if mean, that's the case. I mean, it's more feasible now knowing that Bray was actually pulling up Daniel Bryan's real hair out from underneath the ring. Like, now it makes it a little bit more likely. So that's, wow. that's, a, that's a wild story. That's, talk about, like, that's a wild wrestling story to me. Like, hey, Daniel. <laughs> right. So <laughs> we're going to have Bray pull your hair out and to execute this, we're going to have you dragged into the ring, and two guys in pitch blackness are going to shave you. How's that sound? 
oh yeah, sure, no problem. Just you know, <laughs> make sure that that uh, we don't use any batteries because those are bad for the environment. Oh my goodness. Uh, and finally, uh, it's been rumored that Edge is going to be coming back soon, possibly at the Royal Rumble. And he has been vehemently denying this. Uh, Edge was quoted recently as saying, it's kind of funny to me, honestly, all of these rumors happening that I've, quote, been to Pittsburgh and I've been cleared to wrestle again and I've signed a new contract. I have no idea where any of it came from. The last time I was in Pittsburgh, I had my wrist fused in 2013. I haven't signed a contract. I think I would know. I get this tsunami of comments saying, you're coming back. You signed a contract. I'm like, I, I really haven't. Oh, yeah, that's what you'd say. Okay, whatever. So he's vehemently denying this. Meanwhile, Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, which is usually pretty reliable, is saying, quote, I stand, my, I stand by my belief. I believe that Adam Copeland will be back on WWE programming by this time next week. So let's parse this for a second, Nick. Edge is merely denying that he's been cleared to wrestle. What he's really he's saying is, you think you know me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you just won. I think you won the podcast with that one right there. Damn it. I really got nothing else to say after that. <laughs> I basically just, I can't, I how, do I follow how do I follow that? Uh, basically what I'm seeing here is Mike Johnson saying he'll be back on TV. Edge is denying that he was going to wrestle. So maybe we'll see Edge on TV in some capacity, but he might not take a bump. So we shall see. The, the, uh, the hope is still out there for the millions and millions of Edge fans. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens this Sunday. I know there's a big rumor he's going to come out at the Rumble, but it may just be that he shows up on TV in some capacity. If Metalingus kicks, I will absolutely lose my shit. Yep. Just wholesale. I will flip the F out. I'm, I'm saving my Fs for later this year. Because <laughs> we all know backlash. Yeah, you never know. We all know backlash is going to happen after WrestleMania. So I'm saving and I realized that. after last year, I definitely have to bank my f bombs on this show, <laughs> just in case. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll blow them all on one show, man. I don't. I don't give a f. And that's the news, Nick. Oh well, thank you very much, Surrey and Dangerous, and thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Big shout out to everybody hanging out live with us on YouTube. And if you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. Ian, I, yes. I think it's, there's a big misnomer out there. I, I'm not sure people are clear. We actually have a YouTube channel at YouTube.com/slash Busted Wide Open. Where get this. You can join in live as we record every single episode of this show. So Ooh. shout out to everybody that joined us live in the chat today. Thank you guys yeah, very much guys for hanging awesome. out with us. And if you didn't, you're missing out. Come join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and hang out afterwards as we do the patron mailbag, where you know if you want to get in and ask us some questions, do a little AMA. We call it the listener questions. If you've listened to us for a long time, we've split that out in, into its own show and do it as a separate series. Also, get this, live streamed on YouTube. Hey, you got to go over to YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you guys are subscribed and jingle that little notification bell because we are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers to unlock that special gateway, the magic, the portal to hell, so that we can actually start doing some really cool stuff on YouTube. I promise if you've created content, you know what that grind is like. Thank you very much for all your support there. You can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. And one more thing for Patreon, if you want to get those questions in, patreon.com slash BWO, you want to be in there, go ahead and throw your five bucks in the ring because 
This weekend is the Royal Rumble, where we'll be doing the next installment. Brian Average, current patron Pickham's champion, will be Mm. defending for the first time his patron's Pickham's championship. But you got to be in the $5 tier or higher. If you want some bonus episodes or some sweet swag or get on a Skype call with me and Ian, just ask Andy how awesome those are. Uh, Several other folks have done those with us, right? Uh, You can get in on some other cool stuff, but over at patreon.com slash BWO to get in on that and the ability to participate for stuff and things, cash and prizes, all kinds of good stuff uh, during the Royal Rumble patrons pickums challenge and last but certainly not least head over to facebook search for busted wide open like our page and send us a joint request to get into the busted wide open discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones where you can get access to news fun memes good old positive good conversations about the graps and all kinds of other good stuff but my name is nick howell you can find me on twitter at data center dude and i am sir ian dangerous you can find me on twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.